Hello, hello, hello. Why, hi. What's up? Um. Wonder why you were digging. Uh, what what's what's the deal? So what's the deal with uh, how come Allie's video wasn't a making thing? Her most recent one? Yeah, she was anxious about school. I don't know. We're working on like three different making videos right now. Okay, good. It's not gonna quickly deteriorate into a video blog. Okay, good. <laughs> No, I mean, like, because if, if, if that's the case, then it's not, you know... No, it's not. That's not the intention. So this is Harvest Hefe uh, from Sam Adams. You said it was a pumpkin? Well, right? I, I assumed it was. Maybe it's not. There's a scarecrow on the front, and it's a hazy golden with spicy and sweet notes. Brewed and bottled by the Boston Beer Company. I changed the logo up. I didn't realize that's what I was going to say. Wheat ale with natural flavors added. Let's see. So it may not have pumpkin, but it's in the spirit of pumpkin beer season. I mean, just smell the thing. Oh, it's got a lot of... Banana ester. It has a a deeper uh, malt than normal. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's kind of a cinnamon nutmeg thing going on. Yep. Yes, cinnamon and nutmeg. Yes. Which is mostly what people want when they think of pumpkin beers anyway. That's not half bad. Kind of like cinnamon banana bread. Yeah, it doesn't go overboard on the nutmeg. And um, gives you... The spice beer. The cinnamon and the hefe esters go well together. Yeah, I like, like it's the banana bread aspect is, is nice. Mm-hmm. This is pretty cold. It's right out of the fridge, too. No, this one's probably a little bit better cold. Probably. You don't want those spices to open up too much. Right. Um, Hurricanes, wildfires, earthquakes. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was thinking how awful it would be to start the show with Rock Me Like a Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I was really interesting to me was the size comparison because they showed it uh, on the Washington Post site. Okay, might be still up. A size comparison between this uh, hurricane and uh, and Andrew in '92. Okay. And Andrew, what you know, t- 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 devastation in its wake was mm-hmm. tiny compared to this thing. It was like okay. 30 miles across, and this thing is like 150 miles across. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to send you a link here. That um, Let me find it real quick. It was wild. It's like this, ma- glo- like it has global like wind speed, like a map. Of the entire globe, uh-huh. and like, well, and you can see like the air currents. It is insane. Let me find a link to it real quick here. It was in our one work slack. Oh, here it is. All right, let me get that link. Sir Richard Branson literally owns an island that just got crushed by Hurricane Irma. 
The billionaire founder of Virgin Group rode out the storm in a fortified wine cellar. Well, hey. Good a place as any, man. Here, check out this link I just sent you on Slack. So when this loads... Oh, did it... Did you get the link? Or did the, my copy and pasting screw up? No, it, it, there it goes. Okay. So it's an HTML5 thing. Mm. And it shows you the two hurricanes. Uh, Irma, is it Irma? Yeah. Irma is the... Irma, yeah. yeah, and then Jose behind her. <laughs> and if you click somewhere, it'll tell you like what the speed is and what the direction. So that right there, 144 kilometers an hour... But, like, if you, like, just browse around the globe, like, if you go up near, like, New York, New Jersey, you can kind of see, like, there's this huge, like, sea, like, it, like the wind is leaving the continent and hitting the, unless it's changed from yesterday, it could have changed from yesterday, but there was, like, this, like, like, spilling out of the continent into the ocean just in one place. And then you got these places where there's that line up the Atlantic, you know, where mm-hmm. like the winds aren't crossing each other. And well, it's it's pressure gradients, yeah. right? That's pulling all these things together. And I mean, if, and if you just browse around the whole globe, it's just fascinating. Just like seeing like all the wind currents on the entire Earth visualized, visualized, visualized at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's neat. You can really see that there's a lot of energy in this storm. Yes. There is a lot of energy. They, they said something along the lines of uh, Andrew was something like 15 terajoules, and this is 100 something. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So. I didn't follow much of that today. Is it track? It looks like it's tracking a little bit into the Gulf. It, is it still going to hit like Naples real hard, I guess? Oh, yeah. It's still yeah. going to hit Naples real hard. Um, this is the track. Okay. So it's going to slide up the uh the eastern coast. Okay. So the western coast of Florida and not going to be good for those who are, you know, stuck in there and it, so it, it it is projected to go up here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little warm in here so it might gain cat might gain its uh, power a little bit. Looks like Jose's turning north already. My mom is in Sandbridge, Virginia for like a week and a half. <laughs> I might go there her way. Yeah, who knows what's going on with Jose. Jose could just go out this way. Yeah, yeah I could loop back around. Yeah. Um, I saw a good tweet. You know, Trump's not going to let Jose into the country, so we don't have to worry about him. <laughs> but Irma... Speaking of Trump, I got something I want to play you and the listeners. I don't know if you saw my tweet earlier today, but um, this is really good stuff. It's five minutes, but... Oh, God. Of Trump? No. No, thanks. no not Trump. With another message for Vicente Fox. Rotting Halloween pumpkin. Donald, every time I make fun of you, which I do a lot, people say... Why can't you be our president? Who is this? Vicente Fox? America, oh, from Mexico. The former pain. president of Mexico, yeah. We all do. And that is why today I'm proud to announce my candidacy for president of the United States. So he brings out a goat, and now you see the Vicente 2020 sign. Meet 
Right? Thank you, Goat. Gets better. Gets, a, so. gets a lot better. Now I know. A lot of you will say, how can you be president? You're a Mexican. And to those people, I have three words. Donald, fucking Trump. <laughs> if that were not baseball glove, okay. tightly gripping a turd can be president, then amigos, anyone can. America, All right, great. I ask no, for your right, vote. Right. Watch it on your own time. It is. It, it gets. Greg's not going to watch it. People listening, watch it on your own time. It gets a lot better. So Greg. Katrina was kind of the same, relatively the same size in terms of, of power. Okay. Irma, but you know, ninety-two Andrew is fifteen terajoules versus one hundred and twelve terajoules. That's a lot of uh, power. Mm-hmm. Andrews was you know ninety-two. I barely remember it now. I mean, it's just we're children. Mm-hmm. At the time, and um, you know, I think Andrew might have lingered or something a while. If I remember, you know, I don't don't have the data handy, but you know, it caused so much damage. It was a lot smaller, but it's more or less a direct hit on Miami. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But this is big, and it's going to be just riding up Florida Mm -hmm. with with. Sustained winds, probably around category three, so probably in like a hundred and something. Yeah, I was hearing reports from uh, Barbuda, Bar- Barbuda, mm-hmm. and in Antigua and Barbuda that are like a co-partner government or something, and Antigua got passed by, just minor damage, but Barbuda like. Ninety-five percent of these structures are flattened. They're not going to have electricity for months. Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, there's only. I mean, I think he said there's like eighteen hundred residents on on Barbuda. So I mean, it's not like it's a million people. But right, right. It's really, really upturned those eighteen hundred people's lives. So yeah, it should. I think Florida should be already feeling the effects of it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Um, did Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico get by okay? I didn't hear anything today. I, I think it, I, I think it grazed Puerto Rico. I don't think it, yeah. it's it, like, like, I don't know what it's doing to Cuba, but it's, it's like riding Cuba. Well, side yeah, Cuba. We're not going to hear about Cuba, right? I mean, it, you know, it's already interesting. It's like, oh, you know, Barbuda, you know, is flattened. But it's like, but, you know, the news is dominated by Rick Scott saying, get the fuck out of Florida. Uh-huh. <sighs> so, what, Puerto Rico's right here, right? So. Puerto Rico's the, one, the farthest one to the right there. This one? Yep. Yeah, no, I think it, maybe it got grazed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the one right below it's Dominican Republic and Haiti. Okay, right, yes, yeah. I think Cuba's the big long one. I don't know what that island below Cuba is off the top of my head, though. Something, something. Something. Some paradise where the people will only have to worry about hurricanes mm-hmm. and pirates. But the pirates are mostly extinct. And, um, no, that's not true at all. 
the, the old swashbuckling type the old swashbuckling that type went type, around the yes. Caribbean. So that beer it. wasn't half bad. I was really surprised. I guess the key is to for pumpkin beers is not to put pumpkin in them. Oh, we've known that for a while. They yes. don't. <laughs> but the, the key is is to not just make it a spice bomb. Mm-hmm. The key is to have some yeah interesting things. The Hefeweizen is a really interesting angle on it, mm-hmm. and it makes the beer generally enjoyable. Absolutely. Let's see. Any uh, any any news for you? Um, Ellie started her soccer season today. They were Again? She just did her... She had the tournament, but this is the season. I don't, I don't understand. They do a tournament before the season? Yeah, it's a kickoff classic. And, uh... She started... It seems like she's doing soccer all year. No, she hasn't had soccer since first week of June. Except for the tournament. So she does soccer every time... All throughout the year except for summer? Pretty much, yeah. Eight weeks, and then 24 weeks of indoor, and then eight weeks of spring, and then summer again. Wow. She likes it. Okay. I want to um, see if I can do this. I'm going to go for it. Because why not? I haven't done a little science thing in a while. And I, and I want to try to get across the idea of what gauge symmetries are. Because they're, they're important... But they're not. It's not easy. I, I saw. I watched Lawrence Krauss on Joe Rogan trying to explain great gauge symmetries, and he spent, I don't know, 15 minutes rambling, and it was not very. <laughs> I kept thinking, like, you're, you're getting close, and then you're just stepping far away, and it all sounded like nonsense. Because when he brought up gauge symmetries, and then Joe Rogan was like, oh, what the hell are gauge symmetries? And. He went through this big, uh, long stuff that didn't really get to the point. Um, I I think it's, here's the problem with it. When I say like gauge symmetries, I understand it from a mathematical perspective. If you if you knew the equations, you could understand it from a mathematical perspective. But understanding it from a fundamental kind of <coughs> conceptual perspective is hard. That's why it's hard to explain these things because how do you get these things that are in the equations and you can see the equations work with them you can see them in that sense but how do you get into a more intuitive sense of what of, of what it actually means that's the hard part and that's the part that makes you if you get it right then you know that you know it or at least you know that you have a good idea about something so i'm gonna try i'm gonna work i have a a kind of um uh, I think a, a system of analogies that might bring it, that might make it less absurd, but might make it seem like something that's reasonable to you. So the idea essentially is that there is local measurements and local conditions, and then there's global conditions, meaning what you do in your own local reference frame and stuff like that versus what people in different areas will observe. So you may measure something locally, and it may be whatever you measure, something, it shouldn't violate some big global law, even though you may measure some local changes, if that makes sense. Okay. So far. Stop me when I, when, when, the minute, the minute I I say something that sounds weird or, or not, not, uh, or crazy, stop me and I'll try to, uh figure figure out where to go from here so if you imagine 
that every that, that there's a there's some sort of sphere, okay? Let's just call it some sphere. There's a whole bunch of different people looking at it from different reference frames all around the sphere, you know, hundreds of miles. This, let's say the sphere is gigantic. Uh, all around it, hundreds of miles away, thousands of miles away, really close up to it, all around it in various reference frames. They're all looking at this sphere, and they all look at it, and it looks like a sphere to them. Make sense so far? Yes. So let's imagine you take one of these guys who's looking at it, and one of these guys who's looking at this sphere decides to pull on the sphere a little bit. So he pulls out a little, like, knob of the sphere. So to him, the sphere no longer looks like a total, uh, complete sphere in every direction. There's a little sort of knob pulled out of the surface of the sphere. Now, this is where gauge symmetries come in. From everyone else's perspective, the sphere still looks like a sphere. What about the guy just over his shoulder, though? He still looks at this, and he still sees that as a sphere. How so? Because he's looking at still the global symmetry. He's still looking at the object as it is. He's not taking the bit. He's but just why see- can't he see the part the guy pulled out? Well, if he were to direct his attention to that particular, well, isn't he looking at the whole sphere? He's looking at the sphere. He's looking. He's not looking at the action the person is making on the sphere. Well, but. He's not going to see the bump on the sphere. He is going to measure the sphere as being a sphere. He, If he looks at what's going on here, he will then be able to see... He'll be, he'll be able to calculate why it's a bump from this guy's perspective, but it's a regular sphere from this guy's perspective. But why is it a regular sphere from that guy's perspective if he can see the bump? He's right beside the guy that's pulling the sphere. Um... See, this is, this is the bump is more of a metaphorical thing. That's why it's it's hard to wow. yeah. Okay, so maybe not the best way to put it. Okay, the the point. Hmm, damn it. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll just read the comment that I posted, and maybe that will okay. bring something out. <clears throat> Experimentally speaking we find ourselves in or amongst some sort of structure that obeys certain gauge symmetries it's the expression of the symmetries that lead to conserved quantities that we observe this basically means the universe itself has some level of and i'm not sure how to refer to it in entirely metaphorically perhaps resiliency it means that you can manipulate for example electric charge all you want on your side of the room and the universe will look the same to each of us regardless Or more explicitly, if you start playing with electrical charge, you will experience and can objectively measure a restoring force that is trying to bring your playground, where you are, back to zero charge. While I, on the other side of the room, experience no such force. Effectively, areas experiencing imbalances in the fundamental gauge symmetries are met with forces that non-imbalanced areas do not experience. So if you're playing with a bunch of charge over in your playground, and I get that part, you are going to be experiencing these restoration forces that are pulling that, that that's pulling it back. So this guy here with the sphere, he's he's seeing, he's pulling it, and he feels the sphere pulling back. But everywhere else, since they're not playing with electrical charge, they're not seeing those those forces. So essentially, we're talking about forces okay, change, that change your analogy to. 
the guy has an electromagnet that he switches on. And he starts pulling on the sphere, and the sphere starts pulling back. But me over here... You're not experiencing experiencing the pulling back, right. And that's kind of the idea behind gauge symmetries, is is that these... um, There's a... There's a consistency to the structure of the universe. Uh, and if you are not experiencing any forces, you shouldn't experience any forces. But if you start move, if you start changing some of the, of the dynamics, then you'll start to experience counter forces, just as the gauge symmetries try to um, try to restore themselves. Okay. So that's... That's basically the idea. Okay, it makes sense to me. And so the the concept is that there are fundamental and non fundamental ways to 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 basically turn objects and rotate them and stuff like that. And along these fundamental ways, there are these gauge symmetries. Okay. So the electromagnetic one is a good one. When when you are when you turn on electromagnet. You are inside that electromagnetic field. You're violating what's called U1 gauge symmetry, because in this, outside that field, their electric charge is essentially zero. Their, their electric charge is, is the same everywhere. Inside that thing, you have a violation of that so-called U1 charge of the U1 gauge symmetry. Mm-hmm. So there, so something is going to feel charged one way or another. And everything that we see is is in some way some, if it's not nothing then it's some violation of gauge symmetries in some way it's some discord or push or something this glass is some sort of violation of symmetries in some way okay all right i get it i'm not excited by it but i get it oh it's okay then that's cool that's fine just as long as you're aware of the concept so that when you you may hear it at some point, you may hear gauge symmetries. That's a metaphorical expression of, of what they're talking about. They're talking about sort of fundamental aspect of reality and the way in which that can be manipulated. Okay. Cool. I think so. Then it's cool. <laughs> do, you, do you have anything? No, you shut me down when I started the talk, so... Well, you had a, a video that was taken forever. It gets really good. Really good. But you have no patience for that, so I'll just let it go. Uh, oh, so... In Star Wars news, Rogue One still sucks. And Episode Nine lost its director. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. Now... I liked your reply to that that tweet, but if you looked at the replies of the tweet, you're like the first like three answers were all in the same. Yeah, thing. yeah. As soon as I said uh, that's that's what I'm doing, then he said, "Oh, yeah, everyone thought of that too." Uh, the the tweet was somebody said you had to. You're in charge of Lucas Arts. Yeah, you're in charge of Lucas Arts. Pick, oh, you had to pick so. a director director for for episode nine right now, and I said Tommy Wiseau, but who did the room? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he said something like, uh, "You're tearing me apart, you're tearing Luke." Tearing me apart, Luke. <laughs> but there were some other better quotes. So there was someone who said, "Oh, hi, Luke," which was even, probably even better. <laughs> <laughs> I think yours is better than "Oh, hi, Luke." I, 
Oh, hi, Luke. Is... R2-D2. <laughs> I thought oh, hi, Luke was a little too easy, but you're tearing me apart. <laughs> that was better. Now, this is actually, I think, a good thing for this particular movie. Like, I think the Han Solo movie, I was looking forward to it as long as uh, Miller and Lord were on it. Because they, <laughs> everything they've done has been awesome. And they've, not only that, but they've been able to make stuff, and we mentioned this before, they've been able to mm-hmm. turn stuff that should be commercial dreck into good shit. Yeah. So I was looking forward to it, regardless of the fact that it was, you know, more Han Solo shit. Uh, but Colin Trevor, who they fired, was going to, he had already directed Jurassic World, which I hated anyway. So okay. I didn't, you know, I wasn't expecting much from it. Um... So we'll see. Apparently, what's his name? Rain Johnson is doing. He's he's the bee's knees, so he might do episode nine. Okay. He's he did episode eight. He's got did Looper, right? Yes. Which was fun. Mm-hmm. Decently directed. Yeah. So, okay. It seems, I, like, it seems like Lucas or Lucasfilm is very particular with their yes uh, imagery, their feel, their flow, and. Okay, well, so if you had... So, legit, if you had to pick a director. I'm not qualified to play this game, really. I would pick... Okay. So, there are a couple who came to my mind. The person who did all... Corey Fujikama, who did all of True Detective Season 1. Okay. I mean, that that was just super Mm well-directed. I would love to see that in sort of a Star Wars vibe. Uh, Michelle McLaren... Also did she's done uh, Game of Thrones? She did uh, okay. uh, Ozymandias episode of Breaking Bad. Uh, uh-huh. Rain Johnson also did some excellent episodes of Breaking Bad too. Um, so you know, I'm thinking my my mind is mostly on TV directors because I I don't think when I think like cinema directors, I think that guys who have real specific. If I, I think I have like really specific visual ideas and I don't expect that to work well with with Lucasfilm mm-hmm. but somebody who can direct intense stuff and like Michelle McLaren also did Game of Thrones stuff right like uh, what's his name um, did Game of Thrones uh, the the action like there's, there's a guy that's like a go to for, for some of their action stuff might be a good idea uh, another name that came to mind. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Because I was I was thinking about this. I was like, that might be cool. Oh yeah, uh, um, Sam Ismail who does Mr. Robot. Hmm. I mean, That'd whatever cool. you want you want to say about Mr. Robot second season, there are very very interesting visual stuff going on throughout the entire series. Very interesting directing choices. Um. Hell, I'd even say after Legion, let um, let Noah Haley do it. Yeah, yeah. So th- those are my ideas. Like, hey, pick me, coach. You're tearing me up, Art Luke. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy who did Birdemic, who's like <laughs> directed behind the starring Tommy Wiseau. That that. Teaser for the Tommy Wiseau movie looked really. really I, <laughs> didn't you oh, say oh, the, uh, the 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 disaster artist, the one that's disaster artist, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That teaser looked really good. That has um, 
James Franco, James Seth Rogen. Franco, Seth Rogen, yeah. Did you create a 436 Not channel? Yet. No. Okay. So I'm just looking at 435. Uh, you mentioned that Thin Man's shop is closing. Uh, the end of this coming week. Which I, you know, I didn't get a chance to go to them that much, but I think it's... I'm not looking at like it's a bad thing. I mean, I guess you are because you, you used to go to them all the time. But it's like, hey, I'm looking forward to see what the next thing they do. Yeah. I mean, that that area has changed, right? They got the Smallman Galley, that little restaurant incubator right behind them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that really cut into their business because they had more non-traditional, I don't know if avant-garde is the right word, but, you know, weird ingredients and yeah. weird combinations in their sandwiches. And now you have the Smallman Galley with four startup restaurants in it all doing you know gourmet slash weird See, I've never, stuff I've, i haven't been there in, in, since that happened so, I, don't so I could definitely imagine that that was cutting into their business i mean when they made their decision it was the kind of thing that it's about time to renew our lease this last year mustn't have, you know they didn't say this but they said you know the next year wouldn't have been a great year mm-hmm. so this past year probably wasn't a great year so they decided to just kind of wrap it up it's a shame. It's a shame, but I, I mean, it's not. It you know, things things come and go. You have to appreciate them while they're there. Mm-hmm. That's 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 life. That's what life is all about. Yeah, they're not immediately starting a new enterprise. They're going to go work in a kitchen somewhere. Probably be nice to get like do some mindless chefery as opposed to you know running a business for the last four years, five years, or whatever they were there for. Maybe more than that. Um. Sh- so you sent this thing with a bunch of picture oh. with a bunch of like uh, appetizers that looked all, all looked good. Oh, that was fries. that was at the that was at Sierra Nevada. Oh. that's where I had the lamb tartare. That's the main reason I sent you that picture was the yeah. lamb tartare. I saw duck fat fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in Sierra Nevada. Dry dry rub beef rib. Uh, you said. You said Game of Thrones is a little like Star Wars. Everybody knows every fucking buddy. And I said, at least it's taking place on a planet and not a fucking galaxy. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. Uh, yes, for picture of the Pickle Rick, you see him mm-hmm. now with all with a bunch of my toys yep. on my desk. Yeah, I just wanted to stick it up on uh, on Thingiverse. They have a picture of things made. And you know, since it was painted, I wanted to upload it. I haven't done that yet, but I will. Uh... Oh, and then of course said, "Hey, hey, Jeff, hey, Rogue One sucked." <laughs> I couldn't figure out what spawned that. I'm like, did I say anything about no, Star Wars no, recently? No, no, I think it was just me just just taking a shit. <laughs> um, shit posting time. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, this micro SD card has 400 gigabytes on it. Yeah, micro, bonkers. Crazy. I know we've had a conversation before where I've been stunned by the progression of technology, and you're like, "Well, it happens," you know. Yeah, this was the original plot where the hurricane was going to go right. That was pr- the eye was going to like it was centered right on right. Florida, yeah. and the replay looks like penetration. Yeah, and I don't know if you got my reference. I, I did. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's it. Is there anything else? I replied to your penetrating hurricane gif was, ew, it's Florida. Oh, did you see this? Uh... Yes. Yeah, yes, the kid. Yeah. 
he goes up to his girl and he says, "What's the, what do you like, young man?" And she says, "You're a fucking idiot." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the guy from fucking Infowars acts all shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. How are you, young man? Um, you're an idiot. Wow, who taught you that language? My mother. So your mother taught you that foul language? In the car. And why am I an idiot? Oh wow! Oh my gosh! That is. Oh my god. Like, like, how shocked the guy from InfoWars is, like, it's heard... Oh, you think a guy from InfoWars would know how to hold a microphone and not overmodulate? Not only that, but, you know, these, these people who are like, oh, yeah, um, Sandy Hook is a is, is mm. actors and shit like that, but but it's shocking that some kid would, <laughs> would, would give him the I finger. just watched the, um, the new Mark Maron comedy special on Netflix. Have you watched the Sarah Silverman one? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It was good. Mark Maron one's really, I mean, really. And I've never been a big fan of the stand. I haven't been a huge fan either. But it's 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 like the best stand up that I've seen on Netflix. Have you seen the Chappelle's? I need to watch the Chappelle one. So I'm sure the Chappelle one's good. The Silver one, Silverman one was good. I was telling you. I think I told you the Louis C.K. one, the new one that just came out was not. Yeah. Like it was him just trying to be, um, shocking, and. Crew, not like you know, like just taking this, like yeah, abortions are great, you know, like just just to get a rise out of the audience. That's you know? Sarah Silverman does that, and then undercuts that. that yeah. that's what she's really yeah. good at. She does. She she gets the shocking part, and then she undercuts it really well. Yeah, and that's. The, I mean, I've I've seen some really good Louis C.K., but this this last one just was, it was like he just wanted to do a show where it was more experimental, more. Let's just let me just be a dick. Hey, as long as Netflix Netflix is paying for it, yeah. I suppose. I thought you'd like this uh, GIF. Yes, it's the uh, it's a satellite image of the U.S. and of the eclipse shadow moving over the U.S. Yeah, I wish it. I, I, it it's realistic. It's you know true to life. I wish the the. It was a little sharper, right? I wish there was more of a circle moving across instead of this, you know, big gray thing. Well, that... I, I know, I know. I was imagining that we would have this amazing picture of this thing moving across, and it just doesn't didn't live up to my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> if no, you look still... at it from far enough away, you yeah. wouldn't see the diffusion as much, yeah. and so you mm-hmm. would sort of see a circle yeah. move across. But you're close. You're you're pretty mm-hmm. close in here. So this was a neat little. Uh, GIF of two waves encountering and then and keep on going. Yeah. yeah. Quantum mechanics all about what happens here. If you want to get, you know, right as they encounter mm-hmm. is all when all the weird stuff happens. So, is they float, uh, liquid? Like, no, it's like, I think it's a little, um, or is it? Is it horizontal? Is this like from a top-down type thing? See, they have these hands, and mm-hmm. no, it's from the side, but I guess these things vibrate. I'm not even exactly sure what the device but is. But, like, look at look at the maximum, like, valley right there. Uh-huh. And then what's that white, cloudy stuff above the top? Like, you know, because, like, see how right there you get a big cloud that spreads out? Oh, that's that, that, That's just the, the material, like, because it, it goes... If you look at it closer, you'll see the material... It's this long, thin rods or something like that. Oh, and, oh, I see. So it's like the 
end of so the end of these these rods that you're seeing that, that are painted, but then the, the rods are in the background still in there. Okay, so you have a bunch of rods with a hinge at the far end and on some sort of spring, so at rest they'll be horizontal. Right. But when you add a little bit of energy to them, they can swing up or down. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, from across the table, I, it looked like a rope of yeah. bottle caps or something. Yeah, it's hard to it, it's hard to see without yeah getting close up and looking at it. But it, it, it's a really cool demonstration of wave mechanics. And I guess they're all connected by straight like fishing line or something at the ends. Probably. And yeah, I'm not sure how the device is made, yeah. but you can definitely see the weird things going on in the interference, and then the, that both of the of the wave fronts are mm-hmm. maintained roughly the same. But with some uh, exchange of momentum, so it's not uh, so it is elastic. Neat. That's very, very cool. Elastic. Um. Oh, this was a funny comment that I put up, that, that I, that I uh, saved because there was somebody who was talking about um, uh, biology and how. We, we should, if if biology says you know the the stronger you know the the fittest, then then Hitler was right or something like those lines. Uh, it was it was trying to say atheism should be about. Uh, okay. You know, atheism should be like yeah, Hitler did the right thing, and it's like no, this is this is an is ought fallacy. Just because biology is this way doesn't mean this is how it ought to be, and right, just because biology works in this way doesn't mean that right. that, that that's how we should make we should uh, allow align our society. And this guy said like, I push people off ledges to make sure they follow the law of gravity. It's the same kind of concept, you know, just because. There's mm-hmm. there's an existing there's a nat- there's a natural thing that happens. Doesn't mean you have to. Oh, we've talked about this a along. bunch, right? Yeah. I mean, we are social creatures. We are able to accomplish more, mm-hmm. be more successful in a group. So none of that, none of that social stuff is physics or you know biology, other than you know maybe some. Uh, What's that called? The the inherited behavior, like you know, genetic, like where it actually instinctual stuff. Like yeah, like um, like um, oh, what's it called? It's um, you know, like Reflex. a deer who gets scared of humans, it gets like kind of put into the genetics. Oh yeah, right? yeah. What is you know? So learned behavior, oh, um, epigenetics. Epigenetics, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, learned behavior makes it into the biology, right? Um, I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know. Maybe our social stuff is part of our biology at this point. I, I think that there, mm-hmm. there's definitely stuff. Yeah, that that that's part of who we are. And and, and I think mm-hmm. we 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 had this discussion maybe a couple of years ago where, you know, I said that if you if you did have somebody who managed to go off and and stay on his own and not live in a society and that worked for him and his maybe clan of four people or so, then after a thousand years or so, they'd probably start to become specialized, <laughs> you know, different species than us because we're, we wouldn't be that related. It, we as right. humans but survival, need... survival of the fittest is more of 
success over a long term. Not only right? not and, only that, but fitness is defined by environment, not right, by right. Like but, how strong somebody. But is, a successful how smart successful is. successful strategy for surviving and recreating, and this clan that's forging their own metals in the smelter they dug in uh-huh. the ground, versus the rest of society, you know, is not going to win. Out. I mean. Like you said, they could speciate and they could, if they could find a quiet corner for long enough, mm-hmm. sure, that can happen. But if you look at the macro view, that's not a successful strategy. That's not just kind of the, an outlier. Not in the world that we live in right now, right? right. Who knows, you know, post-nuclear war, right? right. <laughs> What's going to be the best environment? When he's, when he's bootstrapping the Bronze Age again. Right. So, but in, in the environment we live right now, no, by, by far, uh, working together is, is what is the most helpful. That's not to say that it doesn't come with its own issues. Yeah. Um, this is a cool article about how hallucinations arise in the brain gets more, gives more weight to its expectations and beliefs about the world than to the sensory evidence it receives. Which makes sense. Like okay. an example of that would be... Um, uh, well, a, a very simple example of that is optical illusions. Mm-hmm. Your brain is is giving more weight to its expectations and beliefs about how it thinks light works, right? Than than what it actually is perceiving. Uh, an example of just a hallucination would be sometimes you may hear auditory hallucinations. You may like hear your name in a crowd or something. Mm-hmm. May not have been necessarily that, but enough things happen together to make something that sort of sounds like it. And so mm-hmm. your brain is wired to recognize that more than anything else. Or at night you may hear some creaking or something and think it's footsteps because you're recognized to hear a pattern associated with footsteps, but really it's just some, some random stuff, but your brain puts it together into a footsteps thing. And that's how hallucinations come about. I've had plenty of hallucinations like sitting in the woods, like when I'm hunting with my dad or whatnot, you're sitting there staring at just a forest mm-hmm. for four or five hours. And I remember this one time. So when you're deer hunting, you typically go walk in in the dark, get your spot, sit there through dawn. So we're in the middle of Allegheny National Forest, right? It's it's just federal forest land. And sun comes up and I'm sitting there and I start constructing this cobblestone house with a chimney and a small yard with a bench you know i started seeing all this stuff right in front of me and you know i guess it's a hallucination mm-hmm. or just imagination running away it probably qualifies as, as a hallucination sure constructed this whole oh there's a house right down there and i was like at one point i was like convinced of it yeah yeah no that, that's very that's not atypical at all your your brain is especially when you're bored Mm-hmm. Your brain is capable of doing some very crazy things just to try to get you out. Definitely bored. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Aren't deer like diurnal? Don't they? Aren't they mostly active during the night? So why would you hunt them during the day? Well, you can't hunt at night against the rules. Mm. And they do come out at dusk to feed in fields, but no, they move around during the day. They're not nocturnal or anything like that. They stay in the. They stay undercover during the day. Cool. You gotta try mushrooms sometime. 
No, I'm serious. No, I hear you. I hear you. I think you enjoy you enjoy the hell out of them. Might as well just do some peyote too. <laughs> Why not? I, no, have, I think it's an experience that everyone should should have once. An ego dissolution is is a very interesting experience to go through to 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 understand that at least some of that is a projection. Mm-hmm. Some of what you are is is very clearly a projection of your mind, and you can turn things. You can use uh, chemicals to sort of turn those things off, and and look at the world without some of that. And it it, it it's. I'm not saying that like it's an, it's not anything more than just turning on some filters and turning off some filters. You're not seeing truth or anything like that, but you are experiencing something that it's harder to get to without the use of these you know chem- chemicals. And you don't have to smoke anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'd probably be game. Just, I'd be concerned about bad trip, man. Well, no, the the set and setting is really important. As long as you are with people who are who you're comfortable with, and it's a, I would say, turn off your cell phone, right? You know, don't make sure there's no situation that's going that's going to cause you to be like nervous. You know, not nervous. I mean, nervous is fine, but like not like. <laughs> not feel if you're not I don't you shouldn't do it when you're like depressed or if you're feeling like you have a weight on your shoulders you know it's more of a okay I'm really comfy I'm ready to have fun I've I've committed this time to just having fun I'm just going to do it and you have six hours to spare <laughs> six hours I thought I have six hours to spare is when I'm sleeping <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you go on a vacation or something. Who knows? There you go. I don't think I should be watching the kids at the beach while on shrooms or anything. No, no. You <laughs> you give your kids to somebody else for this period of time. Gotcha. You don't you know, don't have your kids be involved in this because then now that that's just that is asking for complicated. Not necessarily asking for a bad trip, but it's asking for complications. Right. Yeah. But again, you're not. You can always pull back, unless you are super like dose, like big time, like you ate like twenty <laughs> grams or something ridiculous, right? <laughs> you can always pull yourself back and be like, okay, where am I? Okay, okay, I'm here. I'm centered. So just like you know, with alcohol, right? You can do that mm-hmm. to an extent, unless you get blitzed. Yes, beers, beers. 